Amen. We take our opening text this morning from the book of Exodus chapter 20. And we're going to be reading verse 24. Exodus chapter 20 and verse 24. Please turn to somebody and say deeper. Turn to somebody and say deeper and deeper in Christ. Turn to somebody else deeper and deeper in Christ. So Exodus chapter 20 verse 24, this is God speaking to Moses and he said to Moses, you shall tell the children of Israel the same way God is talking to us this morning and saying, an altar of earth you shall make for me and you shall sacrifice on it your bond offering and your peace offering. You shall sacrifice on it your sheep your oxen whatsoever it is you feel like sacrificing on the altar to somebody else to someone here your sacrifice may be the sacrifice of praise someone else may be the sacrifice of worship it may be the sacrifice of prayer but god is saying make that sacrifice on the altar and the bible says and god says in every place where I record my name, another part of scripture will say, for every place the name of the Lord is being recorded, God makes a two-edged blessing or promise. He says, therein I will come unto you, and therein I will bless you. Somebody give God praise in the house this morning. God says, make a sacrifice unto me. The word, the key word is a sacrifice you make on the altar that you raise for God. The last two weeks, the reason why we're saying let's go deeper is because we've left the altar of the presence of God. And as you make that sacrifice, God is saying, if it comes to me and it's pleasing, he says, therein I will come unto you and therein I will bless you. Church, this morning I will be teaching on the subject that I've entitled, The Fragrance of Christ. Praise the name of the Lord. The Fragrance of Christ. We pray in Jesus' name. Father, Lord in heaven, we thank you. The hour has come. Glorify yourself through your word this morning. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. So the Lord God said to Moses, tell the children of Israel, let them raise me an altar. Let them raise an altar before me and bring their sacrifices on the altar. Wherever the name of the Lord is being recorded, God then says, I will come unto you and I will bless you. This is just the opening text this morning. And I don't want us to lose those two words, I will come unto you and I will bless you. So do me a favor this morning, just quickly put pen to paper and write the first one. Number one, I will come unto you and write number two, I will bless you. This is what God is saying. I will come unto you and I will bless you. So God said to Moses, tell the children of Israel, let them build or raise me an altar. When they raise me an altar, let them make sacrifices on that altar. If the sacrifice is pleasing before me, God says, therein I will come unto you and I will bless you. I vividly remember the very first time we came back to physical worship. I think it was the last Sunday of August. Pastor did say something. He said, during the period that 
that we had the lockdown, that you had to take the Ark of the Covenant to your house. And then we started worshiping from somewhere else because the Ark of Covenant was there. But there's something he said that, that struck my attention. You did say that anywhere we recognize the presence of the Lord, that therein that we have raised an altar before him. I, I come to announce to you that you were so correct and those words still stay in my heart. Anywhere we raise or recognize God's presence, you're going to see in the in the course of this teaching that God does not deal with physical things anymore. He dealt with the physical things in the times of old, but in the present time, he deals with us by faith. So you may not have a physical altar, but within your heart, there is an altar raised any moment you recognize the presence of the Lord. It may be in your workplace, it may be in your relationship or marriage, anywhere you recognize the presence of the Lord, there you have raised an altar for the Lord. Turn to someone once again and say deeper and deeper in Christ. Now I'm going to do something very quickly just to get a little bit more of your attention. I'm going to leave everyone on the left side of me and I'm going to concentrate on everyone on the right side. The easiest thing, I'm just going to read a scripture for you. I'm going to try as much as possible to stress a particular word. I just need to see if you can catch the word. First Corinthians chapter 3 and in verse 16. It's a very popular scripture. First Corinthians 3.16. Now listen. The Bible says, do you not know or don't you know that your body is the temple of the living God and that the Holy Spirit of God dwells in it? Now, let me ask, if you've ever heard or read this scripture before, let me hear you say a resounding amen. amen. Hallelujah. So what do you think is the key word that I stressed there? The word temple so correct quickly put pen to paper write this down number one my body is the temple of the living god write that down my body is the temple of the living god so i'm going to leave those on the right side now let's come to everyone on the left side first peter chapter 2 and verse 9 also a very popular scripture the bible says but you are a chosen generation a royal priesthood a holy nation, a special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who have called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Now help me here. If you've ever heard or read that scripture, let your amen be louder than their amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Now what do you think is a key word in that scripture? The word priesthood. So very correct. Put pen to paper. Number two, I am a royal priesthood. Write that down. I am a royal priesthood. Now the very last one, Romans chapter 12 verse 1. Now did you notice that after I left the right side, I went straight to the left side. I didn't go to the middle side. Did you notice that? Do you know why? The Bible says, touch not my anointed and do all my prophets words no harm. Give God praise in the house this morning. The name of the Lord be praised. 
Romans chapter 12 verse 1, Paul speaking the same way the senior pastor in the last two weeks have been begging us and urging us to go deeper and deeper in Christ. Paul then says, I beseech you brethren by the mercies of God again that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable before God which is your reasonable service. Now, let's have a joint service, amen. If you've ever heard or read this scripture, even if today is the first time Let's have a joint service. Amen. Here. Yeah. Hallelujah. Now, what do you think is the key word there? The word sacrifice. So very correct. Number three, put that down. My body is a living sacrifice. My body is a living sacrifice. Amen. Now, let's not just assume we all got it together. There are three things we wrote down. Let's just read them out together so that we all be on the same page, shall we? Now, what was the first one? Can we read it out, everybody? My body is the temple of the living God. That's correct. Number two. Number two, I am the royal priesthood. Very correct as well. And number three. My body is a living sacrifice. Glory be to God. Now, I remember going through studying and I, I stumbled into one of the quotes I wrote down. Some few years back, I visited the island church. And the quote does says that the knowledge of God's word only informs, but it is the understanding that transforms. Now, what you've just written down, the three things you've just written down is who you are in Christ who you and I are in Christ. Now, it is only the knowledge that you have. If you do not understand what that means, it makes you of no effect. And that's why Paul was praying and begging in Ephesians 1.18 saying that the eyes of our understanding being enlightened that we may be able to comprehend what is the hope of his calling but I come to announce good news to you that you are in the best place ever because Grace Assembly is about transforming lives. Give God praise in the house this morning in the name of the Lord be praised. Now let's tear them down one after the other so that we understand what God means as the fragrance of Christ in this season where we are trying to go deeper and deeper in Christ. Now what you've just seen is really who you are or what the Bible calls the very image which is only accomplished when you are in Christ. Now there's something called a shadow of the picture of what God used to deal with man. So God shows us something physical but in this present day God shows us and walks with us by faith and that is why when Moses was leading the children of Israel. At some point, the Bible says they got to the wilderness and because they rebelled against God, God released some serpents to torment them. And the Bible does say that some of them died. But out of mercy, God said to Moses, raise me a brazen serpent and tell the people to look at the serpent. Now they could see the serpent. He said, for whoever shall look at the serpent shall live. Hebrews 10 verse 1, the Bible says, for the old was only the shadow but not the very image. The very image of whatever you read in the Old Testament was only fulfilled in one man which is Jesus and that is why in John chapter 3 verse 14 Jesus came to say the same way that Moses raised up the snake in the serpent uh, on the pole so shall the son of man be raised crucified that whoever will look upon him shall not die but have everlasting life. What Moses did was only the shadow. What Jesus 
Jesus fulfilled was the very image. And you being the temple, you being the priest, and the living sacrifice is who we are in Christ. Now, if we come to understand what the shadow was, then we will appreciate what and who we are in Christ and become great and bigger than what we are in the name of Jesus. Now, let's take them one after the other. What was the first thing that we say we are in Christ? What's the first thing that we wrote down? My body is a temple of the living God. Now, let's take that one at a time. In Exodus chapter 36 and in 1 Kings chapter 8. Now, listen. God called a man called Moses. He said to Moses, build me a tabernacle. And Moses built God the tabernacle according to the specification that God required. The tabernacle, after some time, the Bible says, was faced away. And a man called Solomon came in 1 Kings chapter 8, and he built God the permanent structure which was called a temple. And in 1 Kings 8 verse 27, the Bible says when Solomon was dedicating the temple, he made and said a prayer. He says, but will God indeed dwell on the earth, knowing that the heaven and the heavens of the heavens cannot contain him? So he had built this beautiful temple, but he wasn't sure if God will live in it. But you and I know also that God is spirit. He's a spirit and cannot be boxed up in a place. Now the Bible then says in Acts chapter 7 verse 47, the scripture now explains what Solomon was praying rhetorically in his prayer. He says in verse 47, we agree that Solomon built God a temple. We agree that the temple was beautiful. But this thing we know, that what Solomon built was only the shadow but not the very image. The very image you and I know is only fulfilled in Christ. Verse 48, the answer came to what Solomon was asking. The Bible said, Solomon may have built God the temple. The temple may have been big and beautiful. But the scripture says, but however, the most high God, because his spirit, he cannot and does not dwell in temples that are made of human hands. Because the temple was only the shadow, but not the very image. In John chapter 4 verse 21, Jesus having a conversation with the woman at the well then said that people come all the way to the temple to worship. People come all the way to the mountain to worship. In verse 23, Jesus said, because God himself is a spirit, he cannot be boxed up in the temple. Because the temple was only the shadow, but not the very image. And that is why the Bible now tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 16, don't you know that the physical temple was only the shadow but not the very image you and I in Christ have become the true image of what God was painting and that is why he says do you not know or don't you know that your body is the true temple of the living God and that the Holy Spirit of God dwells in it Solomon's temple may have been the shadow but your body and I in Christ is the very image praise the name of the Lord We go to number two. Now it's important, I'm just establishing something here. In number two, the Bible says we are the priesthood. Is that correct? Now the Bible then went ahead and said, when Solomon has built God this tabernacle, 
Then God said to him in Exodus 28 verse 1, The tabernacle is set or the temple is set. Then God said to, to Moses, he says, Call your brother Aaron and his sons. And he then said to them, Anoint them to anoint Aaron to become the high priest in the temple and anoint his sons to be the royal priest. So for every temple, there will always be a seven priest. So you being a temple, you need to understand that you also need a priest to serve in that temple. And it says, Anoint them to be priest in my temple Hebrews chapter 6 verse 20 the scripture then tells us that in as much as Aaron was the priest in the physical temple his priesthood was only the shadow but not the very image the bible then tells us in Hebrews 6 20 he says for Jesus himself has become the forerunner and he has become our true high priest for how long forever Aaron was the high priest after the order of the old and Jesus became the high priest after the order of the present. His sons were the royal priests. But in this dispensation, the Bible have come to let us know, Ephesians 2.14, he says, For Jesus has brought down the middle walls of partition and has given you and I access into the holy place. So there is no middleman between you and I. The deeper we go, the, the more we understand the presence of God. And that's why first Peter chapter 2 verse 9 now reminded us and said you are a chosen generation not only are you a temple after the old order you are also a priest serving in your own bodily temple as much as we understand this and we go deeper in Christ we now get to understand what God really intends in all this praise the name of the Lord Now I go to the third one, which is the most important one. We need to listen carefully now. Leviticus chapter 6 verse 12. I'm going to show us something. The Bible says, for we are the living sacrifice. Now listen to this. When the temple was ready and the priest was ordained in the temple, the priest had responsibility in the temple. Now listen. The Bible says what usually will happen is that the priest will bring the lamb that was slain, blameless lamb. He will put it on the altar that is within in the midst of the temple. Now the scripture then says, the high priest himself does not have the power to ignite any fire on the sacrifice. It is a lamb that is slain. But the Bible says, For God will send down a fire from heaven that it will consume the flesh of the animal. When the flesh is being consumed, what remains goes back to God as a sweet-smelling savor. Now, the priest has only one responsibility. The fire that has been sent from heaven must not go down, says the scripture. The Bible says the priest has a responsibility to bring wood in the morning and put it in the fire he will bring wood in the afternoon and put it in the fire why because the fire must not go down now that sacrifice itself is a sacrifice of an animal hebrews 10 verse 6 the bible then tells us that the animal sacrifice was only the shadow but not the very image how do we know he says in burnt offering and in sacrifice god is not well pleased so the animal sacrifice is not what god is really looking for in the verse before that verse 5 now watch this 
The Bible says, sacrifice and offering God does not desire. But he was only showing them that because that was a shadow, but not the very image. In the very image, he says, but a body he had prepared for himself. The question is, whose body did he prepare for himself? And that itself is the body of Jesus the Christ, the lamb that was truly slain. When the Bible says, raise me an altar and make sacrifice on that altar, he says, raise an altar and make Jesus the epitome of the altar so that when I send down my fire it will consume the flesh in you that what remains is only the sacrifice of Jesus Christ Matthew chapter 3 verse 11 Jesus was having a conversation with the woman or John was speaking concerning Jesus. He said, for I indeed baptize you with water. But there comes another which is Jesus. When he comes, he will baptize you in the Holy Ghost and with what? With fire. In the old or the shadow, the God sent down the fire physically. But in the present days where we walk with God, you may not see the fire. But at the time where you receive Christ, there was a fire that was sent to the altar and the temple of your heart. And the Bible says he will send the Holy Holy Ghost and the fire. The fire was sent so that it will consume the flesh in you, so that you will not glory in yourself, but Christ may be found in you. That is why 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 19 says, quench not the Holy Spirit. As a priest over your own body, we have a responsibility to ensure that the fire that God sent to burn within our heart and have the fragrance of Christ does not go down. That is why in the last two weeks we've been teaching to go deeper in Christ by making the, the fire on the altar never to go down. So the moment we come together, we're keeping the fire on the altars of our heart burning. The moment you pray to God, you're keeping the fire on the altar of your heart burning. The moment you worship the Lord, you are keeping the fire on the altar of your heart burning. But we have realized that over time we have left the priestly responsibilities of our bodily temple. We are not keeping the fire burning and that is why ourselves have been glorified in our praise. Ourselves have been glorified in our prayer. Ourselves have been glorified in our worship. But the moment you understand that you are a priest within your bodily temple, you allow the fire to keep burning by keeping the fire burning all the time. And that is why Romans 12 verse 1 now reminded you that it says, I beseech and beg you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present that body as a living sacrifice. So that when the fire of God comes, it consumes you and allow the fragrance of Christ to come out within you. Somebody is getting deeper and the fragrance of Christ will be seen in you. Amen. Acts 17 verse 28, the Bible says for in him we live, in him we move, and in him we have our what? Our being. The reality is these three things that we've just read, we are it because we are only in Christ. Without Christ, you are nothing. Without Christ, I am nothing. Without Christ, we are no priest. Without Christ, we are no temple. Without Christ, we have no living sacrifice. And that is why the longer and the deeper we go in Christ, we understand our relationship with God and we can express ourselves better. Amen. Amen. John chapter 2 and verse 19. In John chapter 2 verse 19, Jesus was having a conversation with them in the temple and he said to them, destroy this temple and in three days I will do what? 
Now, which temple do you think he was referring to? The same Solomon's temple. And they reminded him in the next verse that it took 46 years to build that temple. But what they did not know, that the physical temple is only the shadow, but not the very image that we are in Christ. In verse 21, the scripture now explains to us that when Jesus was talking about the temple, he was not referring to the word physical temple, but was referring to the temple of his word, of his body. The temple may have been destroyed, but that is why Jesus was raising you and I to build on the foundation which one never had been destroyed. And that's why it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 11, that you being a temple, you are not building another foundation. He says, for no other foundation can any man lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. So the foundation of your temple is not yourself. It is because we are in Christ and that temple and that foundation can never be shaken to the glory of God. Amen. Hebrews 8 verse 3 then tells us as well that we bring priests in the house of God. That we need to understand, really, the Bible says for in Hebrews 8 verse 3, that it's only the high priest that have power to make sacrifices on the altar. And then he makes us to understand, Hebrews 4, 15, that you being priest as well. He says, because God has brought down the middle walls of partition, in verse 16, he then calls us that we should come boldly into the throne of grace where we may find help. And that is why God is calling us this morning and saying, come a little bit deeper. Come a little bit closer. You have access to me. And the closer we get, the deeper we get. And so shall it be in the name of Jesus. In him we live, in him we move, and in him we have been. We are no living sacrifice without Christ. And that's why Isaiah 53 verse 10, I love this. The Bible says, and it pleased God to bruise his only son. Now listen, it says, for he has made his soul an offering unto God. Hebrews 10 verse 10, now put it in a simpler way. He said, the moment Jesus Christ died on that cross, he has offered his body as an offering, as a sacrifice to God. So the, the sacrifice that God is talking about, that we are, we are it because we are only in Christ. At the death of Jesus on the cross, that was the offering of his body as a sacrifice. Galatians 8 verse 20, Paul then came and said, Jesus may have been crucified. He says, because I am in Jesus, I am crucified with who? With him. Paul says, I may be living, but it is no longer I that live, but Christ that has been crucified lives in me. He is a crucified and a sacrifice that was made. So he lives in me. So I may be living, but the sacrifice lamb lives in me. And that's why the Bible says, for don't you know that you yourself, you are a living sacrifice because you have gone so close and you are in Christ and that's why the scripture tells us in him we live, in him we move and in him we have our being. Someone celebrate God in the presence of his holiness. As we bring this to a close the whole reason why we've explained this is for the next three verse we're going to read. First Peter 2 and verse 5 We are the temple of the living God you are the sacrifice of the Lord and you are the high priest. Now, this is the whole reason. 
First Peter 2 verse 5 puts it and sums it this way. It says, you also being living stones. It says, for we have built up a spiritual house. We know we are temples. Is that correct? And he went ahead and said, for we are a holy priesthood. Is that correct? He says, as a priest over your own body. He now tells us the responsibility that we have as priests over our bodies. He says, for we are expected to offer up spiritual sacrifice that is acceptable to God through who? Through Jesus. So it is not really about you, but about Christ. And the Bible says, Ephesians 5 verse 2 then tells us how the sacrifice must come. He says, and walk in love the same way Jesus walked in love. And he has given himself for us. Now listen. He says, by offering and sacrificing himself to God as a sweet-smelling what? Aroma. Now what he's saying is, if you come to me to praise me, if you come to me to worship me, you are doing that worship as a sacrifice. God is saying, I don't want to see you in the sacrifice. I don't want to see you in the praise. I want to see Christ as an aroma in the sacrifice that you make unto me. And that is why 2 Corinthians 2.15, the Bible then says, For we are unto God the fragrance of who? The fragrance of Christ. In other words, when I come to worship God, it is not about me, but about who? About Christ. When I come to praise the Lord, it is not about me, but about what? About Christ. When I'm praying in the presence of the Lord, it is not really about me, but about the Lord Jesus Christ. So the more we give ourselves up as a sacrifice, what we're doing in our bodily temple is allowing the fire of the Holy Spirit to consume us so that the Holy Spirit will take preeminence in your praise. So God is not really interested in how how good the voice is but he wants to smell the sacrifice of Christ through the voice he's not really interested in how the worship goes but he wants to smell the sacrifice of praise in the worship he's not too much interested in how you can pray or how less you can pray as long as you understand that your prayer is a sacrifice before God and the moment you come you let go of the self and allow the fire of the Holy Spirit to consume so that what remains is the fragrance of Christ this morning as you you go deeper all about you shall be the fragrance of christ i said this morning as we go deeper all shall be the fragrance of christ and that's why the songwriter says first it was fragrance you know the song then it turned to amen now i'll close in the next five minutes but I'll give you a very clear example so that we we'll understand what we're talking about. I'm going to take a cue from what I've heard from other people. But we're going to look at the fragrance of Christ in here. Genesis chapter 27 verse 14. As we close, I needed to pay attention to this story because it's about, it's about giving God yourself as the fragrance of Christ. The Bible says in verse 27... The mother told Jacob, he says, go and bring me what you have cooked. He says, bring me a lamb. Verse, Genesis 27 verse 14, pardon me. In verse 14, he says, bring me a lamb. And the mother says, and I will prepare it just the way the father does what? Likes it. So he told Jacob, bring what you have. 
and I will prepare it the way the father likes it. You won't understand. Let me give you the beginning. The Bible says, and Jacob was going on his own just like you and I. And the mother came to meet Jacob and said, do you know that God is looking for those who will give and offer him a sacrifice that has the fragrance of Christ in it? And Jacob was not qualified for the blessing. But Jacob itself represents you and I just the way the mother represents the Holy Spirit. Then the mother said to Jacob, God wants to bless you. And I said to the mother, I'm not qualified. And the mother then, the Holy Spirit qualified us, remember. And that's why the Bible says, for it is not by works lest any man should boast. So the mother said to him, bring something to the father. The same way God is asking you, bring that praise to the father, but let it have the fragrance of Christ. And Jacob said, I don't know what to give the father that will be pleasing to him. That's why the mother said, whatsoever you have, bring it and I will prepare it the way the father loves it. Just the same way you come and you say your voice is not good enough. The Holy Spirit is saying, bring the voice. I will cook it the way the father loves it. You may be saying, I cannot pray. The Holy Spirit is saying, bring the prayer. I will cook it the way the father loves it. Just the same way you worship, the Holy Spirit is saying, bring the worship, I will cook it the way the Father loves it. That's why the scripture tells us that the Holy Spirit himself helps our infirmities. Even when we do not know what to say. It's not about you unless you give yourself in praise. He said, let the Holy Spirit consume you in the place of fire. He will cook it exactly the way the Father loves it. Because no man knows the way of the Father except the Holy Spirit. You cannot pray enough for God to listen. You cannot worship enough for God to listen. But if you allow the Holy Spirit to cook it, because it's not just a song, it's not a hands lifted up. It's a sacrifice within the temples of your heart. If you understand you are a priest, you will know that your praise is not just songs. Your worship, they are not songs. They are sacrifices that are made on the altar of your heart that the Holy Spirit, that Christ might be found in it. And the scripture then says, and Jacob brought the lamb and he gave it to the mother. Now the Bible says, and the mother killed the lamb. It was another lamb that was slain. But you and I know that Jesus himself is the lamb that was slain. So it is not about what you have. But what we are presenting is Christ in us. So that's why the scripture says, for you are unto God the fragrance of Christ. The Bible says that when Jacob was done, the mother handed over the worship back to him. And he says, go to the father and give it to him. And Jacob said, I'm not qualified because I cannot go to the Father. But as priest, as royal priest, the Bible says, for Jesus Christ has brought down the middle walls of partition. So you have access the same way every other person has. And then the Bible says, and he brought the skin of the lamb and put it on him. Because the skin of the lamb is a lamb that was slain, which is Jesus. I don't come to the place of worship by my strength. I come through the Lord Jesus that I know. And the deeper I go in him, the deeper I understand so because you have to have this understand deep revelation that it is not a praise it's an offering and sacrifice within the temple of your heart that must have only the fragrance of Christ the voice may be good but God doesn't listen to the voice he's not the God that is moved by what he sees 
Now listen, verse 15 and 16, the Bible says, And when Jacob had worn the skin clothing, he now went to the father. The same way pastor is saying, come deeper in Christ, because you can't go to the Christ to God except with the skin covering, which is Christ. The deeper you go, the father calls you closer. The deeper you worship, the father calls you closer. The deeper you pray, the father calls you closer. Now the Bible went ahead and said, after he had prepared the food, which may be someone's sacrifice or praise or worship or prayer. The Bible says, and he gave it to the father. Remember, the father himself was blind. Just the same way in the very image, God cannot see what you do because he's not moved by sight. And God is only moved by faith. So you may worship all you can, but it's not what he sees, but what he's there. And verse 26 is the key and 27. In verse 26, the father said, I hear the voice of Jacob here, but I, I can feel Christ in you. The same way I come with my weakness, he hears the voice of weakness and failure. But because I came not by myself, but by Christ, he can feel and see Christ in what I do. The Bible says in verse 26, listen. The same way pastor have been charging us, the father is calling us deeper. Because the deeper you go, the more you become like Christ. He says, Isaac, he says in verse 26, he says, come a little bit closer. The voice I hear doesn't match what I smell. He then says, come and kiss me. The same way Bible is saying, come a little bit deeper. God has been calling us the last two weeks, come deeper. But the scripture says, the father ate the food but did not release the blessing. The father finished the food but did not release the blessing. Because it wasn't a food, it was a sacrifice. And we know the Bible says, if you will give him that which is pleasing, that has the fragrance of Christ. He's looking for the smell, not the size of the praise. And verse 27 as Jacob, the Bible says, and Jacob went closer to kiss him. Somebody is getting deeper in Christ this morning. Somebody is coming deeper. And the Bible says, after Isaac, just the same way the father had eaten the food. Verse 27. He says, and he came and he kissed him. And the Bible says, and he caught the smell of his clothing. The blessing didn't come in the size of the food, but God was looking for the smell in the sacrifice. And went ahead and says, and he now stood up and began to bless him. And he says, for surely I catch the smell of my son. The same way we are giving God ourselves, and God is saying, surely I catch the fragrance of Christ. So you may praise all you can, but if he doesn't catch the fragrance of Christ, you may worship all you can. But the Bible says, God is waiting to catch the smell in that sacrifice. And that's why the very first scripture, Exodus 20, 24, it says, raise me an altar. You are a priest in your own bodily temple, but you have brought down the altar that will raise long a while. He says, if you can come deeper and raise that altar again and make Jesus Christ the epitome of that praise. He says, if I can catch that smell, remember the two things that he promised. He says, I will both come unto you and I will bless you. Someone is getting deeper and you're having the fragrance of Christ. Somebody is getting deeper and they're having the fragrance of Christ. So forget about it. The voice may be the voice of weakness. But God is looking for the fragrance of strength through Christ. The voice may be the voice of failure. But God is looking for the fragrance of success through Christ. The voice may be the voice of defeat. But God is looking for the fragrance of victory through Christ. Someone wants to rise to their feet and say to the Lord, It's not about me, but about Christ. And that's why the songwriter did say,
I'll make room for two. It's been too much about myself. I am sacrificing this self. Grace Chorale will help us in worship. And you're going to sing that song as a prayer. For a long time, you've worshipped so that we can see how lovely your voice is. For a long time, you've prayed so that we can see how good you are in prayer. But this morning, we've come to worship because we're making room for two. Let the fire of the Holy Spirit consume everything about your flesh that what will be left will be only the fragrance of Christ. Lift those holy hands and begin to tell the Lord, I'll make room for two now. Just begin to lift those hands to the Lord. Worship it, Miragados, 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 those hands and begin to make it to prayer wherever you have lifted yourself more than Christ the Bible says let the Holy Ghost consume you this may be a prayer or a call to someone to say let the Holy Spirit take preeminence over me it's not about you but about Christ God is saying if I can't catch Christ and the fragrance of Christ just worship him in the beauty of his holiness it's not about you but about Christ the deeper we go, the deeper we have that understanding. Just lift your hands and begin to worship and tell the Lord, I make room for two. 
I make room for two this morning. In my life, I make room for you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And so, Lord in heaven, we thank you. We give you praise for the understanding of your word. This morning, we've come to understand that we are temples before you. And we have priestly responsibility to offer ourselves up. That it may be less of us, like Paul said. He says, less of me, but more of Christ. John also speaking said that I may decrease, but that Christ may increase. For a long time, I have worshipped you. But I've not had Christ in the epitome of it. And this morning, Lord, we've come to a deeper understanding in Christ. That is all about Christ, but less of us. We pray, O oh Lord, that this morning our worship is about Christ. Let the fragrance of Christ be caught in our worship in the name of Jesus. As we rededicate our relationship, our marriage, our business to you. We pray, O oh Lord, that it shall have the fragrance of Christ to the glory of your name. In Jesus' mighty name we have worshipped. Somebody give God praise in the house this morning. Amen. You may be seated. God bless you. I want to thank the Lord for what he's doing and calling us once again to a deeper relationship. And we pray as we go, the Lord will continue to strengthen us in the name of Jesus.